Welcome to To The Point Cybersecurity Podcast. Each week, join Eric Trexler and Rachel Lyon to explore the latest in global cybersecurity news, trending topics, and industry transformation initiatives impacting governments, enterprises, and our way of life. Now, let's get to the point. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of To The Point Podcast. I'm Rachel Lyon, joined as ever with my co-host, Eric Trexler. So I'm excited to welcome to the podcast today. We've got Avi Bashan from Cover. Uh, they specialize in cyber risk quantification. So financially quantifying cyber risk on demand and my favorite topic ever around cyber insurance. So Avi, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thank you. Happy to be here. Well, you know, and it's we were having a really great, you know, kind of conversation before we we started the recording and and you know, you were making some really good points to kind of like, you know, why do we need this why now, right? I mean, cybersecurity's been around a while. You look at other industries that are much more mature, but you know, I'd like to like let's just start at the beginning. You know, kind of why now and 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 how do we get a handle on this thing? Yeah, so uh cyber risk quantification, it's uh it's a, it's an emerging area. Uh it's quite new. Um, I think what is happening in the cybersecurity industry used to be, you know, the tech guys. It's a, it's a, it's a tech thing, cybersecurity related to our computers, to our IT. But what is happening, and uh, we're seeing it, we're seeing it happening, uh, you know, uh, um, now with the Ukraine thing as well. Is cybersecurity is a thing that affects how companies are operating, affects the infrastructure of our lives now, and. Uh, this means it can cause financial losses. It really affects how companies operate today. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, what is happening is that people that are not the cybersecurity guys care about it. Right. The CEOs care about it. The boards care about it. Uh, op- uh, chief operating officers care about it. And But the, I, I would say the hard thing is that a lot of people don't have this cybersecurity expertise. Right. So how can you how can you convey this message? You know, talking about vulnerabilities that we understand and know, but a lot of people know. You know, I'm a, I usually um, have my dad test. You know, my, my dad's a CFO and he doesn't know a thing about vulnerabilities, but he understands money very right, well. Right. So, so when I'm talking about, with him about a vulnerability or you know some interesting research, he's like, "Well, why do I care?" But when I uh, when I, when we discuss and say, "Hey, this can cost you money," well, now now we're talking. So we have a lot of companies who are affected, we're losing a lot of money because of security events. Um, board CEOs, people care about this now, right? But they don't want someone, you know, getting into the room and start talking about CVEs. They want to understand the bottom line. The bottom line is how much you're going to lose. Uh, or, um, for, from an event, or might lose, and th- and I think that's that's the thing that is triggering all of this, you know, movement towards uh, cyber risk quantification. Um, and uh, what we're seeing is new methodologies, tools are uh, starting to be used um, by the security teams, by chief re- chief risk officers that want to convey this. Uh, I would say cybersecurity. Uh, uh, issues in a way that everybody understands. In a way, you now can manage not just by uh, n- not just by maybe introducing a control, but maybe 
doing some kind of other risk transfer mechanisms, um, like we do in other any other type of risk. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, um, it's um, it, it just you kind of a it's such a dynamic industry, and I guess that's where you know I, I'm so fascinated about it, what you guys do, particularly this kind of you know this on demand notion because uh, you know you look at things like the Ukraine um you know and and there's a lot of concern of what's cascading out from that in terms of you know kind of uh, is there a cascading effect and and how should folks be looking at their infrastructure and protecting themselves and you know you talk about you know modeling i know we were talking about you know kind of probabilistic modeling um that seems very very sophisticated, <laughs> you know, to, to try to put together for day. And I, I would just, you know, kind of love to, to talk a little bit more about that. And, you know, because this seems like cutting edge technology, frankly, uh, for, for what we're dealing with in such a unique environment today. So I think the, the beauty is to make um, complex thing look simple. Right. So maybe there's a lot of work. There's a lot of work, you know, going, uh, uh, beneath, but our goal is to make this thing uh, uh, more approachable. You know, mm-hmm. make this something that is understandable for people that don't have cybersecurity background. Um, and um, the way we're approaching it is uh, looking at our types of risk. So risk is uh, is not just from cyber. You know, we see it the, the, since you know the the first uh, the first insurance contract was signed in Lloyd's in London. You know. More than 200 years ago, when people started uh, uh, thinking about risk, you know, mm-hmm. it was for ships back then, and started building these models to to quantify risk and understanding how it's going to be going to affect us. And there's a lot of uh, understanding there to the, the probabilistic nature of risk. Risk is not a it's a lot of you know I'm, I come from a cyber background. We like to mm-hmm. a lot of times think about cyber risk as a binary thing. It's a zero or one, but risk. It's probabilistic, you know, might happen or not, not, not with different likelihoods. And, and what we looked is how you're, you're doing other types of modeling right. uh, for other types of risk um, and took this approach and started applying it for cyber. And I think we, we learned qu- quite a lot from, from that process and understanding how there's events that are more likely to happen. There are events that are uh, less likely to happen, but, it's it's the technology we developed, but also has you know um, we're seeing cybersecurity professionals starting to understand that there's some level of risk that you might live with, and and it's fine mm. uh, if you know and you're doing those uh, I would say appropriate steps to live with that. For example, by buying insurance. Right. Sometimes you know that's insurance. Where we know that every time we go into the Let's full talk, for example, of uh, car insurance. You know, every time you go on the road, there's risk. You live with risk, risk, but you're transferring some of it. So I think that's that's the same the same approach you be applied for cyber as well. There's risk. We'll try to reduce it. You know, you'll have your seatbelt. You'll have your ha- airbag. Right. So the, the the chances that you'll be uh, something will happen to you in an accident is lower. But in the end, you'll buy insurance for the for the case that no. So it's not, so, yeah. But uh, Avi, I I agree with you, but I don't know that people recognize cyber risk as they do car risk where they they need car insurance. And I feel, at at least in the States, I I can't speak internationally to, to car insurance. 
but I feel it's built into society. In fact, many times it's mandated, right? right? You can't have a drive, you can't have a car registered without car insurance in the States. Most States, I don't, there might be a couple that, that are exceptions. I don't see the same understanding of risk in the cyber world, right? In fact, if you go back 20 years, I don't think most people even cared and, and looked at the financial cost or financial impact, potential cost of cyber activity on their business, their networks, whatever it may be. Rachel, you've been studying lately. What's the, what's the total number that, um, of, of cyber cost now to the global economy? Uh, the, yeah. Wasn't it like $3.5 trillion a year? I mean, well, the, the last number I saw was $6 trillion, actually, for the cost of cybercrime, which is what, equivalent to the world's third largest uh, GDP, right? So behind, yeah, economy. U.S. and GDP China. GDP, the world largest yeah, economy. exactly. So it's it's pretty significant. Like, that's a lot of cost. Yeah. You know, let's, let's assume that number's 50% right. Like, it could be half right. as much. It's mm-hmm. $3 trillion. Still. To me, Avi, that's a lot of... That's a lot of risk, but I don't hear CIOs, I don't hear CISOs necessarily talking about, I don't hear them talking about risk usually. And I definitely don't hear them talking about cost in that regard, like the financial impact to the business. I don't hear them talking about ROI oftentimes. I just don't, right? And it's such a potential impact to them. Where if you talk to somebody, why do you have car insurance? Well, I have to. And, you know, if I if I fall asleep at night and run off the road, well, I need, yeah. to, you know, I need to have, uh, you know, in the States collision coverage for that or whatever. It's just assumed. I mean, what do you see? Do people so really think, think about risk in the business or are they not there yet? So I think this is a growing trend. We're seeing more CISO, more CROs are talking about this. I think one of the driving yeah, forces here are cyber insurance. You know, so we do business today. I think one of the first questions that we get asked is, "Do you have cyber insurance?" Because mm-hmm. when we're selling our product to people, they want to know that if something happened, you know, we can continue our operations. Uh, do you cover back. have, they're asking if you have cyber insurance as a we, business. We, we, as cover. Mm. Yeah. And, okay. I, and I think yeah. I'm a, I'm a big believer in free market versus regulation. And we see that businesses today mm. require this from other businesses right. because all of the supply chain attacks that we saw, they want to know that there are p- businesses that are working with have this ability to continue operations. So it can be compliance and can be c- cyber insurance. And once you start going into the cyber insurance space, you know, and you're paying a premium to get some coverage, you want to understand, do the premium that I pay, does the coverage that I get make sense? How much, let's say you, you buy like a $5 million coverage. Is that, is that okay? Is that enough? How do you know? I think this is like a really driving force here because once you start to talk about uh, cyber and financial terms, you really under, want to understand, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm buying this coverage. I'm transferring some of the risk, but how much did I transfer? Right. How much is not, you know, uh, what can happen to my business? How much can I lose? So I think that's one right. of the factors. Uh, there's a lot more. Um, I think a lot of those come from just the events that are happening in the wild and uh, companies losing money, paying ransom, 
and all of those have real financial effect on uh, and on uh, on uh, businesses. And I think this is where the non-cyber people are like, okay, this is costing this is costing me. This cost me money. What can I do now? Uh, I want to understand what is my exposure, like I do for other types of risk. So from a CFO perspective, I mean, they're always trying to save right. money and IT and, and, and security are a cost yes. component of the business. In, in, your, in your travels, your discussions, how, how is that being looked at? You know, how, how are you seeing CFOs and businesses make that, that cost risk trade-off maybe is the best way to look at it, right? Hey, how much do I spend? Maybe it's really almost an ROI, right? How much do I spend on cyber uh, security protection, on cyber insurance? How do I think about that versus, you know, how, how much do I, do I put towards profitability or some other project? Yeah, I, uh, I think that's uh, a good point. You know, people... Usually the CISO is uh, is a cost center. You know, when the when the CISO enters the CFO's room, he never smiles. You know, he's uh, this is how much how much how much of this is gonna cost me. You know, that, that's. Uh, I think that's the case at Force Point, but I'm not sh- actually. I, I am sure. Anyway, go on. And uh, I think one of the things that CISOs uh, are looking to to show is, hey, I'm I'm not costing you. I'm saving you. And switching this dynamic, you know, of saying bad things happen, but, and now you understand how much it's going to cost you and only by paying some kind of amount by uh, implementing control or by transferring the risk, um, the, 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 the business and then will be more profitable because the the chances of you losing are, are, uh, are lower. So it's, and, and, in that way, they can show um, the ROI. So one of the things, I had a conversation you know, a few months ago and I, was, it, it left a, quite an impact on me. This, this CISO of a huge bank in Europe said that okay. they invested a $3 million. It, it was a multi-year uh, uh, implementation plan of controls. And in the end, he had to, like, he said, well, now I, I got the budget. I invested the money. I know we're more secure, but I have, I don't have a way to show it. Right. So to right. quantify that. Yeah. Right. I don't, I, what like how do you measure? Like how do you measure your yeah. better? Yeah. And how good is insurance if you never use it? Like, how do you value that? But, so, but isn't so, that the point, but, right? So Just what did you case? do? What did you yeah. say? Yeah. What was the answer? Well, this is. <laughs> So this is where uh, th- this is why he was, you know, interested in un- in starting to use uh, 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 risk quantification, uh, financial risk quantification. He didn't use it before, but the beauty is that uh, once you're doing modeling, you know, so model is uh, you can show how things behave with and how things behave without. Right. So you can say, hey, this is how my organization looked like before. Let's run a model. This is the exposure. Let's run a model and see how this happens now that I implemented all this stuff. And what's the Delta? This is how much I, I saved for the organization. You can also, you know, uh, I would say, uh, uh, justify future spend. So you're going to say, Hey, if I'm going to do a, B and C, this is going to reduce my costs. So this is exactly, you know, one of the major use cases of cyber risk quantification. 
Okay, so take take me through that because I'm I'm having trouble and and I'm assuming some listeners may maybe not. Um, like, how do you how do you do that cyber risk qualification and 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 or quantification? I guess is probably the better way of looking at it. What metrics do you look at? What what are the real drivers that you that you lean on? Without getting into any proprietary IP, actually, unless you want to share it, and then that's good too. Yeah. So uh, take your notebook out. No, okay. Uh, so um, there's two, I would say, major things. One is understanding the okay. business. You know, you need to to understand the the, the business, but from uh, from the digital lens, but also understanding the the business aspects to it. So we see a lot of, let's say. Take our organization is using, uh, let's take a uh, inf- uh, manufacturer. Mm-hmm. So they have this nice website hosted on, uh, on a good, you know, uh, uh, content management system. Um, mm-hmm. And that, web- that system goes down. How much th- th- does this matter? Does the business mm-hmm. is going to lose? So understanding that vulnerability exists, it's one thing, but understanding what are the effects if something happens right. to that specific technology? That's another thing. So you need to understand the technology, but you also need to understand its business aspect, that its importance to the business, to, to the revenue, or uh, I would say uh, uh, finance, financial you know, aspects to that specific business. So that's one. Understanding the business, its digital and uh, 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 digital assets and uh, relate, relates to business operations. And the second thing that is also uh, important is understanding what is happening in the wild. You know, what could happen? And uh, cyber is a dynamic. So that's really the, 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 global, the global cyber, I, I almost wish like there was an index or something, yeah. risk index or something, yeah. right? But what's going on right now? Are, are, is the Conti ransomware group active or are they fighting amongst themselves because they, you know, they're shutting down right now as, as we speak, but uh, some, of, some of their capability. But like, you're, you're looking at things, at, at components, at aspects of the global situation like that. Yeah, that's like, we have a dedicated okay. team. You know, that, that, that's all they do. And they wake up in the morning and they look, what is happening in the wild? What is happening today? What kind of attacks? What kind of vulnerabilities? Are there any new trends that are, you know, up and coming? And uh, this is a critical thing when you're when you're looking at risk. So you need to understand who can be attacked, but also how. Um, and that's, uh, I would say, a big a big piece of you know understanding and running a, a quantification model. And then how? I mean, you mentioned the website, so I'm thinking a manufacturer who probably. I, I don't know. Maybe they transact through the website. Maybe they don't. Maybe that's just how you get to understand their their um, their business. I'm, I'm assuming you take some metrics like you know, we on an average day we sell a million dollars worth of our our goods. If if we aren't able to transact, if our transactional systems are down, that's a million dollars of cost a day. That's the quantified risk to the business on the surface. And then you have reputational risk and other types of risk you would factor in. Is that fair? So reputation is a tricky thing. There's a tangible and intangible losses. It's quite hard today to say how much reputation, and that's not just from cyber for any kind of risk. You know, what happens when an organization is, uh, have some, get some bad 
rep because of uh, an event, how much is it's losing? That's a field that even in the academy, they're quite, I would say, uh, uh, struggling to model correctly. So those are the where you put the intangible offers. Yeah. So those are things that and, and it seems transitional, right? Yeah. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm sure we're still piping gas and oil through Colonial Pipeline. Home Depot's still in business. Target's Equifax, in business. Equifax exactly. is in business. Yeah. Shall I keep going, Rachel? Or we really don't care because the stock prices well, exactly. are all up and they, okay. Yeah, so. they rebound in kind of no time. So it's fascinating, actually. <laughs> but Okay, yeah. so so we understand the risk. Yeah. You you deliver this to, the, to a customer. So they now understand their risk. What do, what do most clients do with it? Like, okay, got my risk here in my hand. Um, do they use it as an argument to the board to more heavily invest in in insurance or cybersecurity technologies or protection? I mean, how do they how do they do that? So what we're seeing is that I think this is where the, the discussion is starting to get more sophisticated, not just buying the next best, you know, uh um EDR or firewall out there, which is great and also needed needs to right. be invested, but that's yeah, not, which isn't it, helping anyway. That's no, not the problem. It, it or is, the solution, but, I should say. But let's be real. You know, it's not a hundred percent. There's not. There's never a hundred percent. Ever. And um, the, I think it's a starting. So what we're seeing is the discussion starting to 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 advance is understanding how you deliver risk. Right. There's some kind of. Uh, uh, chance for something happening when you're investing in your better position, the chances are lower, but what do you do with that? And we see different reactions from different businesses. So some of them are saying, Hey, now I understand the risk. That's fine. I'm going to live with it. Some are saying, Hey, I'll do some, uh, uh, risk transfer. Some of them are pricing the, the risk into their products. So right. there's one kind of, okay. Yeah, that makes sense saying, to me. Yeah. You, you have the cost of, you know, doing businesses uh, doing business and maybe you'll price it that likelihood of something happening and now you need this additional you know uh um factor uh, to the price so you won't you know lose too much in case something happened so uh, it's it's very uh, so i would say that that's the basement just making the the conversation more transparent between business stakeholders that care about cyber now they don't understand it but they care about it to the to the cybersecurity guys, so that's uh, that's one. And I think that the, the the second thing that we're seeing is how you're handling this risk. So it can be by transfer, and of course, improving your controls. So sometimes we do see you know organizations where they didn't uh, didn't price, I would say the uh, or didn't take the the right uh, steps to reduce the risk. So I'll give you an example. Um, Mobile security. Yeah, please. Okay. So how the much wild, you think business Wild Wild West. Yeah. So uh, I did a lot uh, um, in the past. I have right. quite an experience in mobile security. Mm-hmm. Love this area. But uh, what we did see <laughs> I'm on the other that, side of the spectrum, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, well, yeah, quite a career in cybersecurity. So I got a chance to, to taste a, a few things. But one of the things... In, in mobile security, why it's super interesting and also uh, a threat, I would say, on a personal and for government ag- agencies, um, businesses, usually most of the losses not come from cybersecurity attacks on mobile devices. Right. Why? 
because it's easier to attack PCs. So would you invest yeah. most of your money in buying this fancy new solution for for mobile protection or should you inv invest it in uh, a better firewall or a better EDR right. and uh, or better permission management to your to your organization and once you understand where your losses are coming from you can build a better strategy on this not just by the technical importance but also the financial losses that derive so we see organizations starting to build strategy that is driven by financial losses um, likelihood of losses and that's a and and this language now connects to everyone in the organization the CISO can come to the CFO and tell him you know hey because we don't have a good permission management system we're going to lose two million there's a 20% chance that we're going to lose two million dollars investing 100k in this will reduce this substantially right is it worth a while the discussion is totally different now it's a business discussion. Right. I, I love mm -hmm. that approach. The ability to quantify risk, I think, is missing from most boardroom yes. conversations, from most CIO and CISO. It's just not the way they have traditionally thought about the problem. I, I absolutely love the quantification of risk because then you just have a business exactly. decision. Here's what it is. Here's what we can do about it. So that, that was another question I had. I'm assuming once they have a better understanding of risk, they can prioritize their, 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 what would you call them? Their, their cyber risk management decisions, their cyber, I'm not sure what I'd call it, Rachel, but yeah. once you understand the risk, you can understand how to prioritize right. your investments in protection. Right. Is that fair, Avi? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, uh, as this space is quite early, maybe you can coin the way to call it. That's the time. So you need to. Great opportunity here, Eric. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah, totally. Yep. Yep. Just what the world needs. Another definition and acronym. We love our acronyms. We uh, love them. But, but, I mean, I mean, with, with the, with the, with the, uh, you know, in, in today's world without having that prioritization. Yeah. I mean, how have you seen companies decide how to spend their money? I mean, what are they, you know, what have you seen them do? So a lot of times is uh, the technical, I would say, uh, um, the technical level discussion, meaning, hey, I have a vulnerability. It's CV is 10. I need to run and uh, patch this. I see a lot of attacks on mo mobile devices, for example. So we should probably install a mobile device solution. So I think it was more of a um, threat uh, and technical kind of a discussion. Which uh, you know does make sense on, on some level. It's the what we uh, what we call in the business the frequency. You know, meaning how likely is an event to happen in an organization on a specific technology. But the other thing that I now we're completing is is the severity. Meaning, if this is happening, what this can cause us. And I think this is like the yeah. missing piece of the equation now. And this is where the, the discussion is starting to shift to. That's what I see. It's it's traditionally been hot technology. It's, hey, this is exciting yeah. to me as a technologist. We should deploy exactly. the latest, you mentioned mobile, right? We should deploy the latest mobile MVM or, or whatever it is. Why are you doing it? Well, because I did it in my last company and, and it really, you know, it worked or yeah. whatever. The, 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 the toughest question I ask customers, I think, on a, on a given, in a given customer meeting is, what outcome are you expecting? Right. And why is that important? Right. It's a two part question. 
but it will stump most customers because they don't understand the risk to the business. They may not understand the business need or application. So it's hard to articulate what the outcome is, what the outcome is that they're expecting. And if you can't, if, if you can't describe the outcome you're expecting, you really can't describe the benefit. Yeah, um, I, and I think I think really looking at risk is it's so important in this business. Yeah, yeah, I think it really you know it's instead of um, um, being on other sides of the line, I think uh, the the CFO and the CISO they're starting to to share the same goal. You know, once once you're shifting exactly. the discussion, you know, and looking at for the risk lens. We're- so the last question. Well, no, ahead, just Rachel. to that point. I mean, it's. I think we're starting to see um, Myrna Soto, who used to to work here. Um, she was uh, the CISO at Comcast for for many many years. But one of the things she talked about about bridging those mm-hmm. gaps was having a BISO, right? Your business information security officer who could translate the tech to the to the business team. And I think that's that's an interesting observation because I think we're starting to see more of those um, because they're needed. Right, because cyber is the cost of doing business today. Sorry, Eric. Yeah, I think I think that's ridiculous. <laughs> I, I, to me, that's a band aid. I mean, seriously, <laughs> IT is a supporting element of the business. Cybersecurity, you know, the the CISO is a, is usually a supporting element of IT. Right, IT systems are there to enable the business. That's why we've 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 spent yeah, money on yeah. them. That's why they're there. I think everybody dealing in IT and cybersecurity should have in their job description some relation back to their function, their why. Why are we here? It's to enable yeah. the business. It's to protect the business. But to do that, you have to understand it. So bringing somebody in to bridge that gap is a Band-Aid, and I think it's bullshit. Wow. I think we should spend more time. I think, I think people need to spend more time understanding the business, understanding the risk to the business, and, and what is their why. I don't know if you agree or disagree, Avi, but I, I just, I Very hate Very strong aids. response here, Avi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, I'm torn, you know, I don't want to be the judge here. Uh, like, oh, like please, please judge me. <laughs> but uh, I, I do think that, you know, organization that uh, might be a bit of a utopia, but every organization where, you know, every function there says, how can I help the business? How can I help us grow? It's a business that is, is uh, growing towards success. You know, it's moving as one unit as as much as possible, but that's like super hard. You know, we're managing here not a big organization. It is. And and I can tell you it's, uh, it's, it's hard, but I think an organization that nails that, you know, they're going to be uh, unstoppable. Right. Well, that's the magic. But it is the goal of the leadership to say, why are we doing this? Why do we need to do this? What are we doing that makes sense? Why don't we? Right. Bringing on a new firewall or a new EDR tool. Why are we doing it? What's the outcome we're expecting? What's the benefit? Yep. You know, looking at the cost. Help me understand that. It's not because it's tool. It's cool. There are four to 5,000 companies in the cybersecurity space right now, predominantly because they have a cool idea. Like the bulk of them are small businesses with a cool idea, but why are they there? What do they do? What value do they bring? And, and, And to me, that's why would they stick around? And if you're running an organization and trying to defend it, I think you have to understand 
as we've been talking about the whole podcast, risk. Mm -hmm. What? Where is the majority of the risk, the big risk to the business? What are our critical, high value, critical assets, whatever you want to call them? Where do we focus? What do we do? But but I do think it has to be an integrated organization. You don't just set up security because it's cool. Uh, I mean, Avi, you talked about it with mobile, right? Do you want to go spend 10 million bucks on a mobile solution when you don't even have a, you know, a, a, a firewall? Of uh, course not. The mobile's cool. Yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> QR codes. Yeah, no, cool. it's, yeah, let's talk QR codes too, by the way, but that's a whole other conversation. Sorry, Avi. Yeah. No, yeah, no, mobile is like, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's a device that we carry around all the time. It sounds like so, you know, interesting and, and it, and it doesn't some level, but when you look at the data, most organization today, that's not the thing that most attacks just don't right. start from there. Right. And you have this pie, you know, you need to spend your budget wisely. So where do you, where are you planning right. to spend it? I think that's, that, that, that's the discussion. So, you know, having a discussion that is based on data and not on trends, uh, and, uh, on the one hand and two is I, and Eric, I totally agree with you is I think this, uh, risk quantification enables to, um, transform the cybersecurity organization for, to a business enabler to say, Hey, I help you do business. And how do I do that? So I make, I, I, right. I save money. I help you do work more efficiently. And I think that's, that's a conversation changer. Okay, so I, I have one last question for you then. When you typically talk to a prospect, a client about risk, do they typically understand where the value in the business is, what their risk is? I know that's a broad question. And, uh, and I'll give an uh, ambiguous uh, answer. It depends. You know, a somewhat uh, okay. smart guy one time, you know, told me, you know, every good answer starts with it depends. And I, I would say it depends it on the size of, on the, of the business. So, and good. I would say the, the bigger organizations have this um, dedicated risk function in organization. And we're seeing, this is new. I think this is why we yeah. see it now in uh, bigger organizations. Uh, and they really understand the value. They understand the value that they're trying to protect from cyber risk or any kind of right. risk. When it's yep. more leaning towards the uh, small organizations that don't have this more advanced understanding of time, that it's they need to protect everything. But it's quite hard to protect everything on the same level for the for all the time, all the all the time. And I think that's 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 what currently I see. Uh, so, uh, okay. um, but I do hope that as cyber risk quantification comes, uh, starts to be a bit more common, you know, this will drive people to understand more. What are we trying to protect? What are we trying to achieve? How we can right. make the business work better? So where's the value in the business? And I think this will shift the conversation and make CISOs and security, uh, yeah. And the security organization and companies uh, more, I would say, uh, uh, a business enabler a lot of times. Okay. So th what I'm hearing you say is the more mature, which is usually tied to larger companies that have been around longer, of a, an organization is, the more likely it is to understand, I'm, I'm going to be flip here, it's business, but really the the risk, the high value assets, the critical components of the business that they have to protect. 
Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Okay. Well, I, I think that, and, and that's logical right. to me. I think that makes sense. Yeah. Cool. Rachel, I know we're near our time. <laughs> I know. I know. I could talk about this stuff all day long too. I love, love, love this topic. So, but we do want to be respectful yeah. of time. I know we're coming up on about 40 minutes here. So, um, you know, my favorite question though, to close the podcast, Avi, when we look at the cybersecurity landscape ahead, um, what's your outlook? Are you feeling positive? We're going to get ahead of this thing and, and crack this nut or... Are you kind of like cautiously, I don't know, let's, let's, let's see how things go. Uh, what, what's your perspective here on the next, I don't know, five, 10 years? Well, the, I think um, like I'm doing this for 16 years and uh, while things are changing, it's, it's a cat and mouse game. You know, it's always developing. Technologies shift and the security, cybersecurity landscape shifts a bit after it as well. Uh, I think is because this is a human driven, you know, um, yeah. risk, it's not going away, you know, and this is, uh, um, um, uh, we're, we're, it, it will be different, but it's, uh, it will always, will, it will be a cat and mouse game, right. you know, the, the attacks will shift, we'll need to follow, um, uh, hopefully we'll follow very, very fast and, uh, you know, uh, catch them in time, which I think that the, the, the cybersecurity industry at all, uh, in general are doing a, a good job there. And I think that's, so yeah, it's, uh, it's gonna, uh, we're gonna keep seeing it and it's going to be, I think even a bit more major, you know, as yeah. our lives is going to be more connected. Um, it's no more, I don't know what, what's going to happen. You know, the, the first time they're, they're going to implement, uh, implement something, you know, in our bodies, you know, that's where, you know, things, uh, or connected cars, all of those right. just not going away. No, no. So Rachel, I think what I'm hearing is we will have podcast episodes <laughs> for life. Yeah, we'll have plenty I, of content to talk about for the rest of our time on this planet. Unfortunately. I love it. I mean, who's to say future generations, you're not, we're not raising little, little baby hackers, you know, cause you have to have the hacking skills in order to survive <laughs> in society. I mean, I can already see our, our Blade Runner 2049 future ahead of us. Yeah. It's fascinating. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I bought, I have a two and a half kid at home. She already has a hoodie and you know, that's it. She's ready. Wait a minute. Two and a half years old. Oh, yeah. That's fantastic. It's fantastic. That's right. Nice. It all starts with a hoodie. It's right. You gotta, you gotta start. Yeah. A hoodie and an iPad. It all starts with a hoodie and an iPad. Exactly. Ready? Switching. Okay, apps. Rachel, take us home. <laughs> oh, I'd be a child again. I think we have a show title: a hoodie That's and an right. iPad. That's right. We got it right now. All right. Well, you know, thank you so much, Avi, for joining us today. This has been a fantastic, fantastic conversation. Really appreciate your time. And sure, my pleasure. It was great. And, uh, you know, to all of our listeners, of course, thank you for joining us this week. And, you know, don't forget, as always, smash the subscription button. You can get Avi's episode in your email inbox on Tuesdays. Um, just something exciting to look forward to. And there's just not a lot of that in the world today. So until next week, uh, all of our fun listeners out there, uh, be safe. All right. Bye, guys. Thanks for joining us on the To The Point Cybersecurity Podcast, brought to you by Forcepoint. For more information and show notes from today's episode, please visit www.forcepoint.com slash govpodcast. 
And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. 